0: All right. So, welcome to the podcast of Addicted to Personal Transformation. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Uh, It is a little early. I was up um, a little bit earlier than normal this morning, but I want to talk about the perception of fear. So, I'm going to tell a little story. Okay. So, um, as a very young child, I created this perception of fear in my head that I was terrified of snakes, okay? I was, um, you know, I could never imagine the thought of a creature that could wrap its body around me and squeeze me to death or possibly eat me whole, okay? And the looks of them just made me cringe, So I created this fear in my mind about snakes. And I never had an encounter with a snake. Um, It's just something that I created in my head. So uh, in my late 20s was actually when I had my first encounter with a snake. And very unexpected. um, I was actually doing yard work. And one happened to be um curled around a tree branch that was happened to be hanging over my head when i caught a glance of this thing i literally um you know i and keep in mind at this moment i was in the worst part of my addiction so there was no you know um there was not going to be any type of level headedness about this reaction. When you're on drugs, you're very dramatic. Um, and I'm dramatic normally. So just imagine the dramatics. Okay. I let out a scream like a young girl at a Backstreet Boys concert and then proceeded to dance around the yard. Um, like I had the moves of Beyonce. Okay. And I think back on that time and I think about the, um, you know, the internet, right? So thank God that I was in the country and there were no neighbors that could have caught the view of this because, you know, let's be real. You always want a video to go viral on social media, but that's not at all how I invented it, right? Um, I would have hate to had that all over social media because I knew it looked like a train wreck. But that was my first encounter with a snake. And, you know, it did nothing but just verify that I was terrified of snakes. Now, when I created this as a child, I I don't know that anybody in my family is scared of snakes. My dad, he tells snake encounter stories all the time. My aunt, well, I don't really know if she's scared of snakes, but I'm pretty sure that, um, knowing her, she'd probably pick one up and spin it around her head. I don't know because they don't—they're not fearful of things like that. This is something that I created, um, in in my own head. Now, the next encounter that I had with a snake um, was uh, just this past summer, right? And what is so bizarre is that I always, after dinner take out the trash. Um, and, uh, this evening was no different, but a few days prior, I had been having this feeling in my gut that I was going to see a snake, right? I'm going to see a snake. And I didn't know where or how, but every time I walked out the front door for probably about three days prior to the encounter, um, I felt in my gut, I was going to see a snake. And so, uh, sure enough, uh, I walk out the front door one night to go and, um, you know, take out the trash, and there's about five baby snakes crawling across my sidewalk like they have just made a home there, okay? Um, very quickly, I went into action, and uh, my husband and I very quickly got rid of them, right? Not a proud moment, but we did. And if there's any animals lovers on here, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, but I couldn't, I couldn't. Uh, imagine anything else happening at that very moment. So when we think of babies, what else do you think of? Mom, right? So that particular day, we didn't see mom. We didn't see mom, but I had this feeling that mom was lurking around somewhere and that I was going to be the one to have the encounter with her. Well, sure enough, a couple of days later, I was my same thing I do every day, taking out the trash. I open up the front door, and mom is laying on the mat in front of my door, like she knew she was coming back to get even for what we have done to her babies, okay? She's about five foot long, she's a five foot long rat snake. I immediately let out this, whoa, like that's all I could do. I didn't scream this time, And I jumped over her and I went to the trash can. By the time I got back from the trash can, my husband is opening the door. And I'm like, no, don't do that. And there she is laying there in front of him just like she was in front of me. Very quickly, we went into hysterics. We're looking all over our house for something that we can use to get, get rid of this thing, right? We have to get rid of this thing. We're, we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off. And at this moment, I'm questioning everything in my life because we don't own a shovel. We don't. We do not own a shovel, right? <laughs> what normal person in the world doesn't own a shovel? And guess what? Even after the encounter, I still have not bought a shovel. <laughs> so so uh, we were looking for everything. Well, we found a few things that we thought may work, and little do we know, it didn't. Now, thank goodness that we have neighbors a couple of houses down that saw the dramatics going on in our front yard and, uh, and asked if we needed some assistance. So they did come over, and they did take care of the snake for us, thank goodness, because it was looking like a mess out there. And, you know, I, of course, immediately after all of this is done... Um, I start Googling, right? Who else? Anybody else Google? Like, do you Google like the weird things that happen to you in your life and try to figure out the meaning behind them? Like, I'm Googling. Like, what does it mean when you see a snake? What does it mean? Like, I am Googling, okay, to try to find out why I am seeing this snake. Now I got a few answers, right? But I'm just like, okay. So, you know, from there on out, and still when I take the trash out the porch light has to be on, right? And before I step out the door, I'm looking around to make sure that I don't see a snake, right? Because I, we've lived here for three years, we've never seen any snakes till just this summer. And it was terrifying to me, right? But the reason that I tell you that story is because I want to talk about the perception of fear, right? Um, As a child, I created this perception of my mind of, snakes and that they were going to potentially, um, you know, eat me whole or wrap themselves around me until I can't breathe anymore or whatever. Right. But there was no real backing to, um, to my fear of snakes, like to this fear. And I think that that's what we do in our lives these days is we create these perceptions of fear. And they allow those, we, we allow those to drive us in everything that we do in life. Right? Rather, you go through a divorce and you're like, "I am never getting in a relationship again. I am not doing it. I am not going to put myself at risk like that again." Um, rather, you um, <coughs> excuse me um, rather, you were hurt by a parent whether you had something traumatic happen, rather you're grieving, right? And you get in this motion of, I'm terrified of people dying. So you you create this thing in your life that you try to protect everybody, like you can protect everybody from death, right? We, do, we create these scenarios in our lives to protect us from our own perception that we created a fear. And, you know, we go through life constantly doing that, right? We go through life constantly um, living in a state of fear about something, right? And, you know, I love the quote. I found it this morning. It was by, I've heard it many, many times, but it's by uh, Roosevelt. It says, courage is not the absence of fear, but the assessment that but the assessment that something is more important than fear. Think about that for a second, right? We've got to have courage in our life, you know, to get rid of the fear, right? But in order to have courage doesn't mean that you have to completely get rid of the fear. It just means that there has to be something more important on the other side of that fear to push us and drive us past that, right? So... Um, you know, when you are experiencing fear of any type, right, you have to be present in that moment. Okay. And this is not like, okay, you encountered a snake, you have to be present. I only told you the snake story because I wanted to give you an example of a fear that I created that even though, you know, I, you know, again, thought, you know, this thing could, you know, squeeze me to death or eat me whole. It wasn't a reality, right? When I had, you know, I'm not out, you know, in, in the, um, you know, where anacondas live, right? I'm not, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the suburbs, okay? So I'm not out there where, you know, an anaconda is. You know, the biggest thing that we're probably going to see in this neighborhood is what we saw, a five-foot rat snake, right? But I had created that fear in my mind, and we do that with a lot of different things in life. I mean, I'm sure you can think of something right now that you're fearful of. If you want to admit it or not, you can think of something in your life that you're fearful of. Are you fearful of being hurt? Are you fearful of something happening to your kids? Are you uh, fearful of losing your job? Are you fearful of losing your house? Um, Are you fearful of, you know, going to Walmart and someone kidnapping you? Like, we create these real fears in our head, right? We create them. Anybody ever uh, go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and then you just get like this weird sense over your body and you take off running back to the bed like there's a monster somewhere? Yes, I've done that even as an adult, okay? I used to do it all the time as a kid, but I've done that, right? For no reason. We just create these fearful moments in our lives and we allow them to drive us in every area of our lives every area, right? So when I was doing the interview yesterday, I, I, things kept coming up. Vulnerability came up a lot, right? Fear came up a lot. And I think when we are in an addiction or getting sober, right? Taking that initial step is hard, right? Taking the initial step to say, I'm going to get sober, I am going to go to therapy to get over this, whatever it is that's happening to me right now, right? I am going to embrace all of this stuff that is consuming me because when we, when we live out of fear in our lives, we cannot stay present because we're always living in that state, right? We're always living in that state of fear, about everything that we do if you immediately think of something and you immediately go to negative about it there's a fear around it right if you say if somebody says okay let's go do this and you're like nope not gonna happen in that moment think about think about what fear is showing up in your life at that very moment Just think about it. Because in our minds, it's real. It's real. It's real. But it could also be something that we have created, like the snakes. It could be something that we've created that really has no value. It has no value. So what we have to do is we have to learn to be present, okay? In all situations in our life, we have to be present, okay? And when the fear shows up, we have to be able to say, okay, I am fearful of this, why? Why am I fearful? Is this something real? Or is this something that I have created in my my mind? And you have to be able to express your feelings of fear to, to someone who you trust, okay? Someone who is a, where you can get in with them and it's a no judgment zone. Somebody that is not going to cheer you on about your fear, But yet, they're going to push you in another direction. Because we fear so many things that it keeps us from growth in our lives. Because we've had so many things happen to us in our lives that we put this wall up, right? And even though we feel like, oh, I'm protecting myself, you're not protecting yourself. You're not protecting yourself. You're limiting yourself. You, um, as far as your growth is concerned, you are uh, stuck in your limiting beliefs about what you're telling yourself on a daily basis that may not even be true. We have to learn to show up 100% in our own lives. And that will mean facing a fear every single day. This was one of my biggest fears. And I still start sweating every day when I get on here. My, my hands sweat. My armpits are sweating. My feet are sweating. Everything is sweating. When I get on here every morning, because it's a fear that I have created in my own head that I still haven't completely pushed through yet. Yet. Are you fearful of relationships? Are you fearful of, you know, how life would be if you got sober? Are you fearful that, you know, you're just getting out of prison and you have no idea what you're doing and you're, you know, having a hard time transitioning? Maybe you have a family member that just got out or that's just getting, you know, coming out of an addiction and you don't know how to, um, you don't know how to interact with them. Because all you see is the addict. All you see is the convicted felon. You can't see anything past that. So you live in fear every single day of that addict, right? You live in fear every single day as are you gonna get that call that they've relapsed? Are you gonna get that call that um, they then stole something from the store and they're back in jail? Or are you going to get past your fear and say, I'm going to support this person in their journey? And it's the same thing with a relationship. You were in a bad relationship, right? Well, that relationship happened 10 years ago. But now you found someone that's amazing. And you, you know, start to pursue a relationship with them. But then guess what happens? One small thing happens that brings you back to that you know, one moment, no matter what it is. It could be the words coming out of their mouth, right? You have a flashback and it's, you freak out. The dramatic show up, you start, you stop calling, you stop texting. It can happen in so many different forms. You know, I have fear of snakes, okay, Or it did. I guess. I don't know. I probably still do. I don't know. If I saw a snake, I'd probably be dramatic again. I don't know. But here's what's crazy about it. Is you can put me in the middle of an arena with a probably 1,000-pound steer that is running right at me. And I am not afraid at all. That's a true story, by the way. Um, You know, not only do they hit me once, they hit me twice. But after the first time, I got up and I went after him again. Right? I had an orange sweater. He probably thought I was one of those guys like, you know, the bull run in Spain that have like the red flags. Yeah, that's probably what he thought I was because I had an orange sweater. Didn't really plan on doing a steer scramble that day, but it just happened, right? End up with a broken hand. You can put me on any type of ATV that goes fast enough to make my eyes water. And I love it. But I'm scared of a snake. Like, really? I'm scared of a snake. I'm scared of Facebook Lives. But I will do something that could potentially harm me for the rest of my life. Right? So it's just fear that we create. And we get this perception Um, And we allow it to drive us for so many years. I mean, think about it right now. What is one thing that you're afraid of? Okay, and it doesn't have to be a snake or, you know, an animal of any type. I'm talking about look on the inside. Think about it on the inside. What is something that you are afraid of? And then I want you to think about where it originated. Where did it originate? Another good example for me is, you know, as a child, when I went through pain and I went through abuse as a child, um, I always associated love with pain. So I got into relationships with dysfunctional people just like me. Where love was pain. And then when I get into a relationship that is not like that, I'm guarded. I'm ready to fight somebody in a minute, right? Because that's what I was used to until I was able to get over that fear that not everybody is the same. Not everybody is trying to hurt me. Not everybody is trying to harm me. So that's what I want you to think about today is think about one fear that you have. Okay. And I'm talking about not a fear, external fear. I want you to think about an internal fear. And I want you to think about where it originated. Where did it come from? And I promise you, it's, not, it's probably not real in your life today. It's probably not. It sticks with you, but it's probably not something that's real today. If it originated 30 years ago. Or if it originated 5 years ago. Maybe it is. Maybe you're living in a relationship that's terrifying to you. Maybe you're living with an addiction that you're tired of. And you just want to to be better and do better. You just don't have the strength. Maybe you are coming out of prison. And you're scared because you don't know if you're going to be able to make it. Because you don't have the support system that you need. There are real valuable fears in life, but there are also fears that we've created, and they have adjusted our perception of life and living life to the fullest. They've really held us back from being the best versions of ourselves. They've really, really held us back from taking that step to start the business or, um, to start the business or to get sober or to reach out to help somebody else or to get in another relationship or to live the true vision that God has put you here to, to accomplish, you know, during the, um, during our January transformation month for the training that we're doing that I'm doing for this year. You know, we had a whole entire week on fears, right? And I was assigned to do 100 Facebook Live videos because that's what I'm terrified of. I will get on TikTok and act a total fool Knowing that people on TikTok are so judgmental because they can be judgmental um, using uh, user number one, two, five, five, three, four, five, right? So you don't even know who they are, right? Or they don't have any content or they have their account private, right? And they will judge you and say horrible things. I've had the experience uh, with one of our videos and I deleted it because I was tired of it. But I will get on there and act a fool. But I'm terrified of Facebook live, even though I didn't do the 100 Facebook Lives, I did do some, I didn't do the 100. But then I made a commitment to do this every day, right? To where I had to stay on Facebook Live and face my fear for 20 minutes a day, right? Because that's what I want to do. I want to help people. I want to talk to people. And in order for me to, to, to live out that vision, I have to get past my fear, I have to get past the fear that I've created in my mind that doesn't even make sense. What people think of me is none of my business. Right? What others think of me is none of my business. What I think of myself is very important. And it's the same for you. Whatever you think of yourself is your reality. So what are you telling yourself today? What fears are you telling yourself that you're terrified of today? That you created in your mind 30 years ago. 20 years ago. That are still holding you back today. Write it down. Think about it. Really think about it. Think about it. And what can you do today To use that as fuel. Instead of using it as a crutch. How can you take your experience that you are fearful of. And turn it into something good. How can you show up present every day in your life. And. Help others overcome the same thing that you've been through. How can you be present every day, show up every day, have courage every day? That's by getting over that fear. It's by letting it go, embracing it, and doing something that will help you face it and get past it. Because on the other side of that fear is the breakthrough. That thing that you've been holding on to for 30 years, on the other side of that is a breakthrough. So today I want you to know that you are worth overcoming that fear. You are worth the breakthrough. You are so deserving of everything that you've ever dreamed of in your entire life. You're so capable of achieving it. You're enough to have it, and you deserve it, and you are worthy.